another episode of Making Me Proud by your girl, a magical M. I don't know why I started off in this manner. I was, and I say was, but I'm still, I am still very hyped from my day. So today I went with some friends from, my friends from college that I've been, and they're listening because, you know, they're one of the few people who currently listen to my podcast. But uh, if you know, you know who you are, shout out to you all for being great. Um, so today, yeah, we went to Apple Hill in California. So our quest was initially to go apple picking. So our quest was to pick some apples in Apple Hill, California as a, as a form of mental health retreat. That was what I wanted because I've been under a lot of stress of just like waiting for, you know, to hear back from some of the schools I applied to for my, my master's programs. And I feel like we're all, all of us just had things that we were really stressing about and we just needed like, I don't know, just like a day to like do something nice. Or at least I know I definitely needed it. And so I'm coming off a high of like, we went to go pick some apples. It was really rainy. So, and not the season to pick apples, I learned as well. And so I'm like, uh, we still had fun though. Like it was a very cute area. There was a lot of trees, very scenic very like picturesque area I was I was shook because I was like I mean California really does have everything I don't know like I actually now I'm going to go into a little bit of an existential crisis because I was like I do have a whole page worth of worth of not notes because I still don't have the energy to write notes for the podcast as of yet but I had like the page in my journal that I want to talk about and I have been having a bit of an existential crisis, but actually let me read it and see if it actually relates to the existential crisis that I've been having. Uh, I guess it's not super related to the existential crisis that I have now, but we'll go through the crisis first. I, I really like living in California and it's not really an existential crisis. It's more of like a, just a fear to like move to somewhere else and whatnot necessarily. But I, I really like living in California, and I, I feel like for the last seven years that I've lived in California, I've loved, like, I've loved it. It's been great, and I haven't really seen myself living anywhere else in the U.S. But recently, I mean, as I applied to, like, a bunch of schools around the country, I'm really like, wait, I want to go to a school, firstly, that gives me full financial aid, because hashtag, we're only doing full rides in this business. There's no going into debt for school. There's, I don't have the energy for any of that. So hopefully, fingers crossed, I hear back next week and the week after for, um, you know, so wish me luck also for, for a good amount of my schools. I have an interview actually with New York, NYU um, next week. So I'm really excited about that as well because I had given up on them completely. Like I didn't expect to hear from the school because I hadn't heard from them yet. So I was like, oh, I guess, you know, I only heard, I heard from four schools. So I was like, well, 
you know, four out of seven is not bad. So now I guess I've heard from five. So five out of seven, not bad. But back to the existential crisis. But I don't know if I if I fear moving or it's not even like the moving, honestly. I think it's more of like the leaving my friends and my the, the, like my brother now lives in, in California and everything. Like I've really built like a community that I'm really excited about here. Like when I was in Nigeria, like I from day one, like from the day I was born, from the day I was like my first day of school, like I've always just wanted to run away. Like my, my mom knows this and she always tells me this story about how when I the first day of my kindergarten or my first day of school ever, she said that like as they opened the car, I just ran and I just kept running. And I didn't know where I was running to because I was, I was, you know, probably like four or five or I don't know how old people are. I don't know how old people are when they go into kindergarten, but I just wanted to be free. I wanted to be free. And that has been like the theme my whole life in every aspect. It's like, I wanted to be free of living with my parents. Then I wanted to be free of like, you know, being strapped financially, like, you know, having to depend on my family for money and having to depend on other people to make my own life decisions. And then once I got to the really that now I want to be free of working a corporate job and like just be able to like live the life that I want. If I want to live like, if I want to work a corporate job, great. If I don't, then I don't. And that's one of my main reasons for um, pursuing financial independence, which is something that is not in today's episode, but is a key aspect of like my, who I am, my personality, my like core values is that I want to get to a point where I have enough money, where I'm like making decisions purely out of what I value and not what everybody else tells me that I'm supposed to value, which is, you know, a high, a big career, you know, a fancy car, an expensive apartment. Like, I don't want all these expensive things. I just want to be free. And that's the same theme that I've had since I was five years old. But now, back to the existential crisis, I'm so glad I remember my therapist would be so proud of me for um, keeping track of all these things and, like, trying to, like, find ways to tie them together. So back to the existential crisis. I really, like, my life in California and going out with my friends today, apple picking and whatnot. I was like, I don't, I'm going to have to start all over again, like all over again, again, again for like the fourth time. Cause I've literally, I moved from Nigeria to Canada. I did like some high school in Canada and then I left Canada and I came to America. And so that was what twice that I moved. And then, I mean, I moved again, but within California to start my job. And now I'm like in the space where at least my friends like live within like an hour. I have friends that live within like 30 minutes to an hour from where I live. I have friends that live like, you know, all the way, like six hours away and stuff, but I can always visit them with the train or if I book a flight or stuff like that. But it's like, I, I have been in California, like my entire adult life. Actually, as I say that now, I'm like, oh damn, that's crazy. That's crazy. But yeah, like I've I've been in California like my entire adult life and I've built this whole community that I don't want to run away from, which is rare for me because I'm always trying to run away. So I I don't know, like I just felt some type of way because I was like, I mean, some of the schools I applied to are in, are in California, of course. Like I applied to UCLA, I applied to USC. So if I get into those schools and, you know, they give me full ride because we're still talking full ride here. I, I really am hoping and praying that I get at least one. I really would like to, I don't know if I would like to, I think I want to stay. But there's another part of me that's like, if I get into a school like NYU 
NYU and Columbia University, they had two schools I applied to in, in uh, New York, and I applied to like Emory in Atlanta. And like, I'm, I haven't applied to Harvard, but I will um, soon. Um, and me applying to Harvard is a whole separate tale. So I went to Harvard earlier this year for a conference. And I, you know, got a chance to stay in the dorms and like the business school dorms or not. I don't even know if they're called dorms or whatever they're called. And I was like, you know, I went with like a bunch of like super gifted people. Like I, I, I'm part of this like MBA program or pre-MBA program called MLT, Management Leadership for Tomorrow. And it's a good program. It's really helpful. They like, they promote um, they promote diversity in like the MBA space, like business programs, and ultimately they want to increase representation of like Black, Hispanic, and um, Native American students in the ranks of of businesses in the world. You know that's that's the goal, that's the whole point of of the organization. So through that program, I was able to go to Harvard for a weekend, and you know the all the admissions officers, you know, they were talking about the program and got to talk to some people and currently that were currently in the program and people who had graduated and some of that. So I like for the longest time, like I was like, I need to, I need to go to Harvard because this is the school that if I go to the school, like nobody's ever going to question me or if nobody's ever going to be like, Oh wow. Like, like every time, any, any time, like I would start, you know, if I want to do anything in life, like having that degree will back me up. And I was like, I, I honestly, I, I mean, there's a part of that that's 100% true. Like, people see, like, the big Ivy League names, and they're like, oh, wow, like, let's take this person, let's, like, stop for, like, one moment and take this person a bit, like, seriously and, you know, hear what they have to say to some aspect. There's a, I definitely know that, especially, like, where I, where I came from, like, when I was in Nigeria. I don't know if I've exposed myself on this podcast already yet because I was like, I thought I wasn't going to say where I was from. And now I think I said where I was from already. But who cares? Because eventually everybody who listens to this would know it's me, that like people that know me. So there's no actual point of me pretending to be somebody to to be like that I can keep this anonymous for a long time. So I'll keep it anonymous anonymous for however long I, I can until you know my mom finds it and is like, oh my God, you have a podcast. Why are you saying all these things about your childhood? And then I'll have to be like, oh my goodness, I have to explain myself and blah, blah, blah. But until we get to that point, it is what it is. Back to Harvard. So when I was in the dorms, I just felt like I was in prison. That was, if that's like the shortest and quickest way I could say it. Like I have a whole blog post about it on my blog that I, I am not going to plug because I'm still anonymous. And so I am um, <laughs> doubting myself. Anyway, so... I just felt like it was like everybody wanted to be in Harvard. Like, and, and everybody in Harvard knows that like everybody's like every, all the admissions officers are always like, you know, you tell us like, you know, what makes you a good candidate for our school? What, like you tell us like why we should invest in you as a candidate and X, Y, Z and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, and I mean, they're great. They, it's a good program and it has a big name. And obviously, yes, it does wonders for a lot of people. But I was just like, I don't want to be here. I just, I just, I was like, I feel so suffocated. Like, I feel like we had, we had like a mock class. And in the mock class, they were like, they shut the doors, you know, on the dot. So if let's say class starts at 8 a.m. 
if you're not at the class by 8 a.m., the door is locked. You cannot come in. So I'm like, so I'm going to pay my 100 and whatever K tuition just for you to lock the door because I came in one minute late. I'm sorry. What is that supposed to be? Like, I don't know. Like, I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't like living in, in a world or in like societies that have unnecessary rules. Like, it just feels like another place that I want to run away from. Like, just the thought of being there, like, I feel like it feels like prison. Like, I'm ready to run away and I haven't, no, they haven't even like, I haven't even applied. And I'm so, I'm just like, uh, like the thought, as, as I'm even saying this, I'm just like, I'm still asking myself, like, why am I actually going to apply to this school? Like, why am I doing it? Like, I know I'm doing it mostly because of the clout of the school and because I've, you know, told my parents and my, you know, the coach that has been helping me with my, with my, um, like my strategy and whatever for applying to schools. Like I've told everybody that I'm going to apply. And so now I'm like, okay, so I guess I'm applying. And I, I just feel so like emptied at the fact that I'm doing it. But I'm also at the same time, like if I don't do it, I don't want it to be something that I regret not doing. Like I don't want to ever have it in the back of my mind. Like, oh, I could have gotten accepted and I didn't. But then I'm also like, if I get in, would I go? Like, why would, like, yes, I would go actually, which is scary. The thought, because I'm like, I've said all of this. I've said how it made me feel like I was in prison. I've, I've said that like, I hate arbitrary rules that don't make any sense just because that's the way it's always been. And, you know, you have to respect the honor and the name of the big school. So you have to do everything they say. It's like, I feel like the best leaders in the world don't follow rules. They don't follow like the best leaders I've ever had. They don't follow rules. Like they do follow, like, I mean, all the rules that are like, you know, safe, safety and society, like safety rules and stuff like that, of course. But like, they don't follow like all these random conventional rules that people just make up because that's just the way it's always been. And so I hate that. That's the, like, that's at least from the vibes that I got from that weekend. I'm sure maybe some other people can beg to differ with their experiences and people who actually go there and whatnot. But I just feel like I don't want to go and just be a robot. I don't, I don't want to go and like, be like, this is, I've spent so much of my life the last few years, like really figuring out that like, Maybe I, maybe the corporate working in corporate America till I'm 60 isn't what I want for my life. Maybe I want to work in corporate until I'm like, maybe, you know, for another like 15 years, 10 years, um, till maybe I'm 30 in my thirties or, or early 40s. And then I need to, and then I can figure out, you know, another career path. Like I was talking to my friend today about, you know, how you can have multiple careers in your life. And I really strongly believe that, like, I want to. I, I get bored really easily or once I become good at something, I get bored because it's just monotonous. Like it's just doing the same thing every day. And I like, it becomes really comfortable. I'm not challenging myself anymore. And I don't like being in the state where I just like, I'm not challenging myself and I end up wanting to run away, which is the theme. The theme of this is just running away. And actually, so before I get even deeper into the, into this um, rambling, I actually will read my, journal entry from 2019 that I wanted to talk about today. And I, I want to see if it kind of relates because I don't know why I really want to talk about it though. So I wrote in April 19th, 2019, that every so often an annoying voice in my head tries to make me feel like I'm not good enough just because someone else is better at the at something. But today I spent a lot of time reflecting on that feeling and I learned that comparing your achievements to others is unhealthy and severely ungrateful. Like, yeah, we're all different people, 
and my accomplishments don't mean any less than anyone else's. And that was what I wrote. And so I was like, I was trying to see if I could remember what was going on in April of 2019. Because um, I'm like, that's why I write, I mean, that's why I write journals, because my memory is really like, it's really vague for a lot of things, even things that like, that happened recently. So I didn't know whether I had like a specific incident or anything going on at that time that made me write about that. But I definitely still have that voice in my head. Like now I'll go back to talking about Harvard as I'm applying to this program now or programs. I'm in this group chat where there's all these people in the same MLT program I am in that are, you know, they're all really high achievers and everybody wants to, everybody has applied to like Stanford and Harvard and, and um, which other school was, was the top one, Wharton. Everybody is like, or at least the top, you know, 10 schools. They're all like, that's, those are the schools they're aiming for. And on one hand, I'm like, I understand them entirely because I'm like, even as I'm saying that I don't want to apply to Harvard because I felt like it wasn't, I was in prison. I'm most likely still going to apply just because I already said I would, you know, like, I don't, I don't know why I can't just, you know, not do it and not feel guilty. I don't know what that is, but I'm not, I haven't been able to shake off the, like, I just don't want to do it. And I, I don't want to ever like sit down with regret and be like, Oh, I, I didn't, I didn't get, I didn't apply because I just didn't apply. Like, I want to at least try. I don't know why, but I'm just, I want to at least try so that I can know that I tried. And also so that like my recommenders who spend all the effort and time writing me recommendations, you know, their recommendations don't go to waste because they did, I did make them do all that work. So I'm just like, I don't know, for the group chat, for the MLT group, it's really, it's really good. Like it's good with people, filled with people who really know what they want to do, or at least for the most part, no one know what they want to do and are very high performers and high achievers and everything. But my thing that I was like, I'm, I also, I'm applying to a lot of schools that aren't like, I'm applying to like, you know, NYU and Emory and Columbia. Oh, Columbia is a great school. Um, all the schools are great. What am I talking about? Like USC, UCLA, like all of these schools are like within the top 20, like they're all fucking fantastic programs. And like, there's not enough hype for them, of course, because they're, everybody is hyping like the top three, like Harvard, Wharton and Stanford, you know, and I respect that to some degree for those people, you know, everybody's life is different. But for me, I just don't want to be in prison. Like I, I feel like going to a top school would just put me in this prison where I just, I'm constantly back to this journal entry. Um, like just comparing myself to other people or thinking that I'm not good enough. Like, I don't want to be around people who are such high achievers in different areas or like, I don't, I don't know how to, to explain this. I'm trying to come up with the words, but it's not like I don't want to be around high achievers. Like I, that's not what I mean necessarily. Like I want to be obviously around people who are like, who can motivate me to be better, but I don't want to be around like rules that don't make sense or like institutions that are like, or you have to be X, Y, Z this way. Like you have to be, this is the life. This is the prescribed path. You have to go to this MBA program and then work in this really, you know, high stress level job and then climb up the ranks and then, you know, work and then die. Like that's, I don't want to do that. And I feel like me going to like a big program like that, like I could excel maybe, but I feel like I would lose a lot of myself in there. And I don't want to lose myself because I've spent way too much motherfucking time becoming great. And 
I want to only keep moving this greatness forward. And of course, I guess in my story, in terms of plot, of like, you know, when I'm in my in my 60s or 70s and I'm writing my memoir, like, of course, I want to have, you know, dips and lows of like, okay, yeah, so I was feeling low in this area. And or like I put this challenge on myself to go to a top school, even if I felt like it was prison or something. But I'm also like my current self now. I'm not I don't want to just write a plot like this is my life. Like I don't want to put myself in a situation where I already know or like maybe I wouldn't be miserable, but just at least from from Harvard's perspective, I was I felt really bad there. Like even just for that weekend, like I wasn't excited. Like I spent my whole life like wanting to go to Harvard. And then I got there and I was just like, this is just not it. Like this can't be it. Like I don't want to I wanted to come I want to go somewhere where people just like can be free. Like I'm like I'm a grad student and I paid a lot of money to be here. I are telling me that I can't even come into my class if I'm one one minute late because those are the rules that have always been the way, blah 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 blah. And then I have to like, you know, because what from what they were saying, they were like, Oh, you have to or from what one of the alumni or students that was speaking was saying, he was very much like, you know, you have to pay to play, like you have to you know, if people invite you to things, you have to say yes, because you don't know if they will invite you again, and blah, 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 and, like, things are pretty expensive, like, all the different trips they go on, like, it's expensive, and he's in, like, $60,000 of debt, and I was like, what the fuck, like, I'm not trying to go into debt just to impress somebody that's rich, that also goes to Harvard, so that someday, maybe, he can also be, he can become my friend, and I'm like, this is in high school, like, this is, we're all adults, like, what is that, I was, I just, I didn't like that at all, and maybe I'm misconstruing what he's saying. So, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to like miss. That was just my interpretation of at least what he said, because I mean, there's always a possibility that he didn't mean it like that, but at least on my perspective, that was what I understood. And I was just like, I'm not here for that. Like I want to go to somewhere because my undergrad experience was really chill and everybody was very collaborative, and there was no, like, anyone trying to step over anybody else to get to their final destination, and I feel like that's how it's going to be if I go to a school that's, you know, top, and wow, like, everybody's going to be, like, stepping on top of everybody else just so they can reach the goal instead of trying to get each other there together, which is what I got in my undergrad experience that I want, again, in my grad school experience. So all that being said is, if I end up going somewhere else that if I end up, firstly, I mean, if I end up getting into Harvard, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I did apply to Stanford because it's in California, but uh, I didn't get an interview, so I don't know if they'll give me one, which is fine, actually, which is very fine. Like, I'm like, I'm just so much more at peace because I want to always, like, I also have this, like, I want to tell my parents that at least I tried so that they can just know that, oh, at least she gave it a shot. And I'm like, yeah, I did. I did give it a shot for Stanford and for, I'm going to, I still know in my chest that I'm going to end up applying to Harvard. So I'm like, fine, let's do it. Let's apply. And, you know, we'll see if they give me an interview. And on the honest on honesty, I don't want them to. I don't want them to accept me because I feel like if they accept me, then I will just go because I'll be like, it's too good of an opportunity to pass up. And as I say good of an opportunity, I'm still really just annoyed with myself because I'm like, I know exactly how I felt when I went there. But why would I still want to do this? Like, why do I still want to like, why despite knowing everything that I know about myself and going there and feeling like I was in prison and I wanted to run away, do I want to put myself in that situation again? Why do I want to do that? I don't know. Like, it's just some weird thing that I've been really trying to understand. But in terms of like my my blog entry from, say my blog, my, my journal entry from... Uh, 2019. In terms of my journal entry and 
the WhatsApp group chat for my fellowship program that has been really helpful. I was I was trying to link the two of them as, you know, a lot of the people on the group chat, like they want to go to the top schools and it feels very like nobody is even looking at all the other programs that could be helpful. At least I feel like at least I, I, I couldn't see anybody else on the chat. Whenever I told people like, oh, yeah, I have an interview for UCLA or USC or a school that isn't like one of those top three or top five, you know, really, really crazy competitive schools on the top, everybody would just be like, oh, okay. But when I said like, oh, I, I have an interview for Columbia, everybody was like, oh my God, congrats. Like, wow. Like, oh my goodness. And I was like, oh wow. Like, I don't know. Like I was, I was like, I felt in that moment, like I understood the whole thing that I was talking about with Harvard. Like I understood how that, like going to somewhere like that, everybody is like so excited and so like oh my god like she's smart enough to to get an interview from Columbia or smart enough to get an interview from Harvard or like she must be something but you can be something wherever you are like you can be something like from going to community college you can be something without a master's degree like I don't think I even need a master's degree if I'm being honest but you know if any school is listening to this please accept me because Please, because please, but because um, I already have spent enough time and energy in this application process and I know what I want to do with my future and how the program will help. But I'm saying like in all reality, I actually don't think I need the MBA to succeed in life. Like I feel like it would definitely help me a lot and faster in terms of like the career transition that I would like to make. But if I took the longer and harder route, I could still get to that goal. But it, as I said, it would be longer and harder. And I would spend a lot more years doing, you know, maybe necessarily in career fields that, I, that don't light me up as much. So definitely, yes, an MBA is helpful for my goals. And I've definitely highlighted that. And if you're listening and you are from a school, please accept me. Also, you don't know my name. Maybe if you know my voice, still accept me. So thank you. Anyway, um, and give me a full ride. I forgot to add that part. Thanks. Anyway, so I definitely felt, I definitely like, I just felt that like annoying voice in my head again. The one that I wrote in my journal from 2019. I felt that like, I feel like I'm not good enough because most of the schools that I got interviews for were not, like I didn't hear from Stanford. And like, that was probably like the top, the one of the top three schools I had, I had applied to in this round. I didn't apply to, you know, Wharton. And I was like, so if I didn't, if I didn't hear from Stanford, the likelihood that I'll hear from Harvard might be low as well, which is fine. As I keep saying, like, there's a part of me that's super excited and hopes that I don't get in. And there's another part of me that's like, if I get in, then damn, I'm going to go. And I'm like, honestly, there are bigger problems than going to Harvard, if I'm being honest. Like, I'm, I'm feeling, I'm sounding very ungrateful at the thought, but I'm also like, there's much bigger problems to have than going to, an, you know, the best or one of the best schools in the world. Like, there's actually bigger problems. And as I say that, I recognize this. But I'm also, like, myself. I know who I am. And I know that I don't want to feel like I'm in prison. I don't want to feel trapped. And maybe if I, and if I was, if I, you know, got in, and as I said, full ride, I would, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what I'd do. I just feel like I'm, I'm rambling, which is good, which is, like, something I wanted to do in this episode because I'm really unsure about where I want to go. And I, I mean, I feel good enough in the sense that, like, all the schools I applied to are great. Oh, okay, literally, I'm, I'm going to keep going with the good enough thing because I'm like, 
let me let me let me tell you what my parents told me when I told them about the schools that I was interviewing, like their reactions. So when I told my parents that I had gotten interviews for like UCLA, um, Emory, um, school, um, Columbia and Yale, my parents were like, "Yes, Yale and Columbia, like those are the ones we wanted we wanted to to hear." Like, have you heard from Stanford? Like, they didn't even acknowledge that I had said that I got interviews for UCLA. Like they were like, oh, that's good that you got an S, good for you. Like, okay, and, and Emory. But those schools are fucking great too. Like, I feel like they just, they just have, there's like something about, there's something about like, I don't know what it is that, like Ivy League schools are great. Like obviously the name has, a, it has weight and it has, it has weight, you know, it does. But you can achieve anything you want. Like the actual truth about living in the U.S. has that has made me realize a lot of things is that you can, you can become any level of success. You don't even need a college degree. You don't need a college degree, let alone an Ivy League degree, let alone an, a master's degree from an Ivy League. Ivy League to become a massive success, millionaire, billionaire. Like if you can even think of like the five or five billionaires in the U.S., I can think of like. Um, I think, what's his name? I could think, oh, well, not billionaires, but like people who really achieved things. I'm just going to come up with people because I don't actually know if they were billionaires or not. But Steve Jobs, he dropped out. I'm 100% sure. Wait, actually, let me Google that. I'll start with Mark Zuckerberg because he was, he, at least I know, definitely dropped out per the movie that I watched back in many years ago, the social the network one, social network. But let me check if Steve Jobs drops out of college too. Drop out, Steve Jobs. Drop out. See. Yes, he. I'm reading. Um, Steve Jobs left after one semester. Like, did what's his name? Um, Bill Gates drop out too? Like, I know Jay Z didn't go to Jay Z didn't go to to school. Like, people just there. People like I'm just so I'm just so like baffled by just the thought of like why so say so yeah they said gates dropped out of harvard university same harvard that i'm that i'm talking about and founded this with paul allen like all these people like that actually end up accomplishing the greatest things in the world they didn't go to school or they did but like they didn't graduate like they just went and did the things they wanted to do and i'm like i still believe that me going to school will def- will help me significantly in my career and in my goals and me getting there faster rather than like, you know, waiting, waiting a few years or having to move cities or having to like, it will help for sure. However, I'm just like, there's just so much emphasis on like going to Ivy league or nothing, especially in Nigerian families. Cause I'm like, okay, I didn't know this episode was going to take this toll in terms of Nigerian families and their obsession with going to Ivy leagues. But there's just so many ways to be successful in America and to like live a successful life that don't involve you spending millions of dollars for a brand name and living in like, you know, in this bubble society where you feel like the only ways to success is like you have to live, you have to get the job, you have to get promoted at the expense of your mental health. You have to forsake your friends and your family, um, climb, climb harder and harder in the, in the higher, climb higher and higher in the corporate ladder until you reach a point where you're like, you know, in charge of, you know, mid-level management or even upper management or director or whatever. And then once you get to that point, then, you know, you have health issues because you're spending all your energy and time at work and less of your energy taking care of your health. Your family suffers because you never have time for them. 
your, your your children don't really know who you are because they never see you or maybe they do see you and half of your time you're on your phone texting work or answering work calls or working so you're not actually really spending time with your children like I don't want to live that life I don't want to live a life where I don't have time for the people that I love I don't want to I don't know like I, I didn't know if I was going to go on this rant or not about like my philosophical beliefs in life and maybe I'm being naive and I know that they're probably not all CEOs or you know people in power actually are like that like I'm sure there are some a lot of people who found a way to balance um as I even say this actually like my mom is a CEO and she did make a way to balance like as I think about it in my childhood she made some some effort to she's a CEO now like when I was younger she wasn't a CEO like I feel like now now I guess she she has more time to some degree cuz she works from home and and that but like when I was younger she was traveling a lot and I do I like but she, she, I don't know, she, like, made time in some ways, but I, I really saw her take out, like, a lot of her frustration on, like, my, on my family, like, on my dad and my, on me and, and my siblings, like, it was very much a, like, she was always really angry and frustrated and stressed, and I could, like, my mom is great, but I could see, like, the toll of just being stressed all the time, and, taking on all this responsibility and never feeling that you you can take a break. And I didn't even grow up in the U.S. So I, I imagine like that living in the U.S. and working in the U.S. is a lot more stressful in terms of like the culture here is like you, people just don't believe in rest. Like at least when I was younger and I, I lived in Nigeria, like we eat at a family table, like for dinner, like you, there's, I mean, also I, I guess I didn't really have a phone when I was younger. Like there wasn't a lot of internet at, at, or like it was just becoming a thing back in 2009 when I was like my first year of, of high school so it was definitely or like I don't even know when it started becoming a thing for me like I know I didn't make my I made my Facebook account when I was 10 years old which is a story for another day because it was truly a fun experience in those years and then I I like I feel like those were the years where social media and internet started becoming more of a thing for for me and for my family but like we never like I never had my mom like necessarily taking calls and stuff during when we were at home but she did travel a lot which I felt like honestly I didn't really feel like that affected me that much like I felt like it was a healthy balance like she she traveled and so we got some time to be apart as I said like I've always wanted to run away from home so I feel like I've always wanted like the less strict life like I've always wanted like people to not be breathing over my neck and telling me what to do and that's exactly the role of a mother (laughs) and father especially for a young child and so I was like anytime my parents went around I felt like so free because I was just like oh I can just do whatever I want I love this for me and so I guess maybe I grew up in a different mindset because I wanted to not have to not I would say I didn't want to spend time with my parents because that's not necessarily true but I just wanted to live my best life I guess on my own especially when I became a teenager like I guess when you become a teenager you don't really want to spend time with your parents like that like like at least for me I didn't so I would all in all to say like Nigeria is a very different society than the U.S. like I feel like even if in Nigeria you know you don't spend as much time with your family for whatever reason I feel like the expectations are very different because I don't even, maybe I actually, I don't even know where I got to in this tangent because my whole point of this was maybe like, yes, there are some CEOs that make time for their family and whatnot. But at the end of the day, like, I feel like a lot of people end up regretting putting 
or at least from books that I've I've listened to about like you know the top hundred regrets of people that were dying. It's always like I wishing that they had spent more time with their family, wishing that they had spent more time doing things that they were passionate about instead of just working. And I feel like for me, I never want to feel that way. So I'll just talk about myself. I'm not going to talk about all the CEOs that are probably very fulfilled at being CEOs and I'm trying to make them seem like they're not because honestly, maybe they are. So let me drink my cranberry juice. I've been drinking cranberry juice because my uh, dermatologist said that in one of my blood tests, there was a lot of like bacteria in my urine. It's not like you needed to know this information. I don't know why I'm telling you. But my primary fucking doctor didn't tell me that I had any like, that I had this like heavy, apparently heavy bacteria in my, in my urine. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, are you not supposed to be my doctor? This is a rant I went to earlier. Are you not supposed to be my doctor? Like, why are you, why the fuck are you not telling me things about me? Like things that are affecting my health. Like you want, you told me to do all these blood tests and then you now did not tell me the results of the blood test. Or you told me like a part of the blood test that definitely wasn't that I had a bunch of bacteria in my urine and I need to drink cranberry juice because of that or whatever. I was just like, honestly, I don't trust my doctors currently. Um, I'm in the market for a new like primary care physician because mine obviously doesn't give a fuck and a half about my about me and there are a lot of other instances actually not not really a lot of other instances just that I try and call them often if I have like questions and I've never ever gotten through so that's like the only other instant that is instant enough that I'm like I've tried every time I try and reach out to him I don't hear from him and I'm like yeah you don't really give a fuck about me and I'm not here for that and so and the same thing with this dermatologist I met that she scheduled me for like the most expensive procedure I could do for acne like dermabrasion, where they are fucking peeling off your skin. Like I watched some videos online and that shit is scary. I didn't even realize that that was what she had recommended me for and scheduled me for to do next week. And I was like, what the hell is this? Like she didn't even explain like what the procedure was going to be or how much it was going to cost or any of that. She was just like, oh, you just need this. I'll schedule it for you. I was like, uh, what? I'm so confused. So yeah, so she's out. I'm not fucking with her anymore either. But yeah, let me drink this cranberry juice before I go into another tangent. Okay, so yeah, I don't remember exactly where I stopped in my, if I, if I wrapped up the bow on my not wanting to go back to, no, 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 like my whole tangent on not, um, not wanting to like live like everybody else, like not wanting to just do life the exact way everybody else does life because people are legitimately miserable and mental health issues have like gone up significantly in decades or at least this is probably the most honest people I ever have ever been about their mental health and I definitely just don't want to be in a situation where I'm just miserable forever and that's just it like I just accept like oh my god I'm so miserable and this is my life no like I'm definitely and I acknowledge in a privileged position where I can do something about my life like there's no war there's no famine I'm grateful that my parents were able to help me move like help me like relocate to to the U.S. And support me, you know, partially in my in my going back to school and like trying to get trying to, you know, pursue a better, like freer life in America, because living in Nigeria was tough as hell. And it was it wasn't even like that tough for me because I was in, I lived like a middle class life in Nigeria, which was pretty decent life. But I know that a lot of people cannot say the same thing. And so firstly, I'm grateful to God 
I'm grateful to my parents for everything that they've given me to get to this point. And now that I'm at this point, I refuse to settle for being unhappy. Like I refuse for like, to like say, oh, I'm going to just, you know, do the thing that everybody else does just because, you know, just because that's what everybody else does. I don't know if that makes sense. So I strongly feel like even if I'm a walking contradiction by applying to Harvard, I am applying with almost the like idea that I know that they're not going to accept me. And because I know that they're not going to accept me, it's all good. But then on the off chance that they decide, because I'm going to write the essay that I want to write, because that's like, I guess, my own level of rebellion in this situation for myself, which is honestly not even rebellion, but it's just, I guess, rebellion against what I grew up learning or like whatever, is I want to write the essay that I actually want to write. Because my coach told me that I need to write my essay in a very specific way and, you know, make myself sound like I'm an expert at doing something. And, you know, but that's not necessarily what the prompt asks me for. And I just, I, I don't know, like, I just want to write an essay that I'm actually really proud of and not an essay that will get me in necessarily. Just an essay that I'm like, this is who I am. Like, actually take me or leave me in this sense. Like, this program-wise, this is what I want to do with my life. And I'm sure Harvard can help me, just like I'm sure all my business schools will be able to help me. But if you're not going to accept me as I am, and I have to change myself to be in this program, then ultimately I'm like, then it will definitely be prison. And you're doing me a favor by not accepting me. So I don't know if what I've said made sense. I'm hoping it does. And I don't sound too much like a contradiction. And I know there are bigger problems out there than like applying to Harvard or, you know, getting into Harvard or not getting into Harvard. Like, there are a lot of bigger problems, like there's war, there's war going on. And I know this, this is just what I am going through at this current moment in my life and in my day. And what I just, you know, I started thinking about and I started rambling about, I guess. So these are just like the inner thoughts of my sanctum. So I actually will not apologize for being stressed about this because this is my stress for the day and this is my life. So I don't know. I don't know if you relate or if you can relate to, you know, having like a like Ivy League or nothing mentality or not, or like just believing that there are other ways to find success other than taking a traditional path and exploring the traditional, the like non-traditional paths, which in my case is honestly still fucking traditional. Cause I'm like, I'm just walking. I don't know. I'm not going to go down more tangents. Cause I'm like, I definitely know it's possible to succeed with or without a degree. I'd still believe in getting a degree for myself because I know it will help me. But I don't care if I go to Harvard or if I go to Emory University or if I go to maybe even a school that isn't in the top 20 because I know it would still help me accomplish my ultimate goal, if that makes sense. I hope it does because I've really gone on this like spiral and I feel like some type of hypocrite because I'm still applying. But I also I'm just like trying to figure out whether I'm applying because I really want to and because I still have a few weeks. So honestly, maybe I just wouldn't apply I'll, I'll let you know if I don't if I don't but I feel like there's a big part of me that will have this like aching regret and having to explain to my parents about why I don't apply is like stressful for me and I just feel like I would in the end and we'll see what happens from there but I know for me like honestly no matter what even if by some miracle or whatever like they ended up accepting me despite me actually showing them who I was versus showing them who I think they would want me to be. Because if they accept me then with the essay that I want, 
with the essay that actually says who I am, then I'll be like, oh, maybe so this school actually might care about like me as a person and not just me as like a, you know, robot person who is going to have this giant corporate America dream and do this thing. I don't know. So it's definitely a, a lot of what ifs on, you know, my future in terms of where I end up going and all of that. But I just wanted to like remind myself that just because, you know, everybody else thinks that the gold standard is these top three schools, like that doesn't mean anything because there are so many other ways to accomplish success in life. And for me in this instance, like every school I've applied to is fantastic. And I want to feel like, and I do feel like I want to go to any one of them that accepts me with a full ride. And so I'm like, I don't want to feel bad about it. It's kind of why I've gone on this really long rant about it is because I just don't want to feel bad about the life choices that I make. I want to feel proud of myself, which is why I made this fucking point. <laughs> it's all tied together. Oh my God. It's all tied together. But like, I, that's why I made this whole podcast is because I want to feel proud of the decisions that I've made and how far I've come. And I I don't want to feel like, oh, I'm, I'm a, I'm, I, you know, I threw away my dream of like not wanting to become a corporate, like, or run in the like, you know, corporate treadmill rat race for the rest of my life like I want to feel accomplished and proud and happy and free and not fucking trapped so to conclude this episode because I probably could go on talking some more but it's Saturday night and as you know your girl has no plans for the night because hashtag I I already had plans all day I'm a sleepy girl so I'm just going to watch tv but I'm definitely just, I want to rest. My voice is, I, I sang a lot in the car on the drive home. So my, my, my voice, I also apologize for the voice, actually. Um, although I did say I wasn't going to apologize, so fuck myself. Um, no apologies on this podcast is what I, one of the rules that I'm trying to set for myself. I'm not apologizing. Um, yes, my voice is raspy, but if you have listened this far, I did not apologize. You heard wrong. Actually, no, I'm not going to gaslight you because gaslighting is not cool. So, yes, you heard right, but no apologies here. My voice is raspy because it's raspy. Ooh, yeah, baby. Anyway, so the conclusion of this podcast episode, am I proud of myself from the person that I was back in 2019 that identified that, you know, I have this really annoying voice in my head that doesn't make me feel good enough? That one is still slightly inconclusive. I'm still kind of the same as the person that I was back in 2019. Like, I'm still feeling like I'm not good enough just because I want to not go to an Ivy League. Like, that's exactly my current situation. Is that I feel like there's something wrong with me because I felt like Harvard was prison. And I don't like feeling like that, but that's still how I feel. So I, I, in, my, in my dream world, I, wa- I would like to have had the answer be yes. I would like to have said that, like, oh, I feel great. Like, I have an annoying voice in my head that, you know, it's gone away. I'm great life is fun. No, it's still there. And I still feel like I just, I just have to, I just have to make a conscious effort to, you know, fight that voice and to actually just live for things that I feel like are authentic to me. And with the apply to Harvard or not apply to Harvard situation, I will still apply. And I will apply with the essay that I actually feel represents me instead of the essay that makes me sound like a robot. And um, that my, that, you know, is preferred 
or that I would not prefer it, I guess, but is, you know, what I, what I was recommended would help, would probably get me in or would get me at least an interview or something. I'm like, I just want to write my own story and see what happens. And yeah, that's where it is. So thank you for listening to this episode of Making Me Proud. If you've enjoyed this episode so far, um, give me a follow or give me a review. So with a review, what I heard from other podcasts, aka, I've been doing this for a week still. So I'm still very excited about this journey. But if you leave a review... Um, and a five-star review, actually, if you like this podcast. If you don't like this podcast, then don't need you don't need to you don't need to tell anyone about that. You don't need to tell anyone about that. I'm 100% serious. I was going to say I was kidding, but I'm not kidding at all. And so I'm like, if you don't like this podcast, then you can stop listening, move on with your life. However, if you do like this podcast, you can leave me a five-star review so that you know other people can see it on their feeds and whatnot. And I can become an internet sensation and also make some extra money so that I can pay for my grad school. Hashtag influencer cash. Hashtag yeah, baby, yeah. So, yeah. Oh my God, crazy. I want to be an influencer. Oh my God. Anyway, but um, actually, no. I don't know if I want to be an influencer, but I do want the money. And school is expensive. And if I don't get that full ride, then I would have to be stressed about money. And you would have to hear about it on another episode about why I'm stressed about money. So, help me. Help me. Anyway... Um, this episode will be edited by the team at 703WF. Um, I will drop their, uh, I'll drop their Instagram and website in the show notes. So anybody who is interested in any editing, podcast editing services can hit them up. Um, yeah. So that is my spiel for the day. And I appreciate you all for listening to this rant. Because it was definitely a long one today. I feel like it was probably even longer than the last one that I did. So I really appreciate you for sticking out this long if you've made it this far. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Don't know why I said it like that. But yeah. Bye. Kiss, kiss. Mwah.